Hello again, everybody. I am no longer Hillary. Um, you know, I, I, I'm here to talk to you today about um, psoriasis and, and etanercept. It's a topic that's dear to my heart. Um, psoriasis is a disease state that's a very interesting disease state where we can make a lot of impact. So uh, this is a promotional talk, uh, meaning that this is not only sponsored by Amgen, as we just talked about, but also the slide deck and uh, everything within it has been approved, is promotional, and is presented on Amgen's behalf. Um, it is consistent with the company's internal, internal review policies. Okay, with everything that that entails. Good. Do you guys all see psoriasis? Yeah? And do you guys all, are you guys all able to use biologics? Okay, good. So let's talk uh, about etanercept. First, let's talk about the indication and safety considerations uh, of Enbrel. It is indicated for the treatment of adult patients, adult meaning 18 years or older, uh, with chronic moderate to severe plaque psoriasis who are candidates for systemic therapy or phototherapy. It is an immunosuppressant. It suppresses the immune system. And that means that it is associated with serious and sometimes fatal um, infections, including sepsis, malignancies, neurologic events, hematologic events. Congestive heart failure is also an issue. Hepatitis B reactivation. Allergic reactions can happen. Lupus-like syndrome and autoimmune hepatitis can happen as well. It's a mouthful. There's a lot of potential issues that come with it. This is something our patients read, need to know about, and we need to discuss with them realistically before we put them on any of the biologics, including Embryl. Now, psoriasis. Psoriasis is a serious chronic condition. It is caused by an immune-mediated inflammatory response. Our understanding of it is evolving actively. It has been evolving for the last several years. Uh, if you talked to me about psoriasis 10 years ago, I'd tell you something very different than what I know today. Um, please remember that it is a chronic condition. Therefore, we have to think about it as a chronic disease. We have to have a plan short-term and long-term for our patients when we, call, when we think about treatment. So we'll talk today about is Enbrel. Is Enbrel as a biological, pun of words, place to start? We'll talk about its safety profile, we'll talk about its efficacy, and we'll talk about the long history of experience uh, that it has. Enbrel this year or next year, I think next year, will be, not this year, will be used 20 years in rheumatoid arthritis. So it's also 20 years anniversary uh, for a tanner set. So let's talk about the safety profile. Several studies have been done and these have been done over long periods of time, and they include safety data from seven psoriasis trials. This is psoriasis-specific trials with about 4,400 patients, um, and adverse event rates through three years of treatment and 1,174 patients in, in clinical trials. And we'll take a look also at the serious adverse events during three years of treatments and the adverse events versus placebo control in these trials. Okay? And it's very interesting. We'll talk actually specifically um, this time with trials that are psoriasis-driven, uh, psoriasis-inclusive uh, trials. And you see that there are quite a bit of them, a lot of trials, um, some double-blind placebo-controlled trials, some open-label trials. All of these have long-term integrated study analysis with, with about 2,000 patients, and then with open trials, including that, with about 4,000 patients plus um, in trials. So a lot of data on safety, a lot of data on efficacy that we have with this product. So let's talk about the, uh, talking about safety, let's talk about the serious infection rates. 
We always talk to our patients when we have them on any biologic, including etanercept, about the immunosuppressive effect of them and the potential of having an infection, uh, including a serious infection. The way we discuss this, the way I discuss this, and I tell them, you're immunosuppressed, therefore please be careful. I want to know if you have any fevers, I want to know if there's anything abnormal, chronic cough, because there are serious infections that could happen while you are on etanercept. And when you look at it, you look at uh, the rate of infections between uh, etanercept and placebo, and you see that they're similar to control in the control portion of the pivotal clinical trial. So if you look at the rate of infection that we have in these patients, similar to control. Not to diminish it, it is still higher risk just because of the theoretical effect of it. It's also a higher risk of infection because it is an immunosuppressant. Really, what this means, be aware of it. Make sure your patient knows that they have to look out for this. Make sure your patient tells you they have a chronic cough. Make sure you and your MAs ask about any serious or chronic infection uh, history when you see them back in follow-up, chronic fever, chronic cough, chills, fevers, um, all that, okay? Now, when you look at the three rates of clinical trials, or three years of clinical trials, this, the rate of infection was consistent. It didn't increase with time. It was consistent about 0.012 events per patient year, up to 0.015 events per patient year, uh, year two, and 0.006 events per patient year. Patient year is a concept which we use a lot in psoriasis. I'm not sure I like it too much, but really what it does, you, you put the number of years each patient has been on the drug, multiplied by the uh, number of patients. That's how you get a patient year of use, okay? Very important early on, but as the drug has been around for a long time, not as important as just, you know, years of use. The second safety um, issue we have to discuss with our patients when we uh, put them on etanercept or another biologic is the malignancy rates. So because it's immunosuppressant, there is a potential for higher malignancy rates in patients who are put on etanercept. When you look at the studies, when you look at the clinical trials, this has been largely similar to controls in psoriasis trials. When you look at rheumatoid arthritis trials, it might be a little bit different, but for psoriasis trials, it's been largely similar to controls. Nonetheless, we discuss this again because of the way this works, because it is immunosuppressant, we also discuss the possibility of, um, of increasing cancer rates. Again, history is increasingly important with this. Weight loss, cough, Anything abnormal, let your patients uh, tell you, okay? And again, looking at three years exposure and study through three years of exposure, the rate is also consistent. There's no spike at second or third year when we looked at these clinical trials that were controlled, okay? Remember, and you'll hear me say this again and again, your patients, especially actually with psoriasis patients, we put on a biologic, which is a different concept for them, will read the PI. They're going to read the PI, and we need to let them know about the PI ourselves, and we need to discuss the PI with them ahead of time. They will know that more cases of lymphoma were seen in clinical trials compared to control patients, and it may be, uh, may be up, up to several folds in RA patients. Explain that to them. This is an RA patient uh, finding. Although it hasn't been found in psoriasis, we will still be uh, careful about it and check it, okay? Um, we don't exactly know why it's happening when it comes to rheumatoid arthritis, but it's there, okay? Uh, for malignancies other than lymphoma, increased non-melanoma skin cancer is there. Um, no difference between uh, anti-intercept and controls in the control portion of the clinical studies. However, it is there. But the truth is, patients with psoriasis have an increased risk 
of non-melanoma skin cancer, maybe because of their exposure to sunlight and to other treatments. But patients, therefore, on etanercept can have potentially an increased risk as well. Always discuss it with them. Uh, other than that, when we look at the malignancy types in the SEER database, by the way, is a cancer database. When you look at it, uh, the malignancy types and rates in controlled and uncontrolled studies were similar uh, to what is expected to the general population. So it's not a huge issue, but an issue nonetheless that you have to discuss with your patients. Um, again, non-melanoma skin cancers were reported with patients in, um, with the TNF-alpha antagonists, including etanercept, and um, the observed rate was about 3. I think 3.5 case per 100 patient years versus 1.28 case um, per patient year with the control treated patient, okay? So there is somewhat of an increase. Any questions so far? Opportunistic infections, similar to control again in the pivotal clinical trials, but Again, we are immunosuppressing these patients. Ask about them. If you're in Arizona, ask about coccidiomycosis. If you're in the Ohio River Valley, ask about um, histo, ask about blasto, ask about these kind of things. Ask about chronic cough, weight loss. These are not things that happen immediately. They're not things you can miss. The only time you get in trouble if a patient has symptoms that we miss. This is not a fast-growing disease, and we can address it if we catch it early. That being said, Looking at the clinical trials with the tanercept in psoriasis, the rate hasn't been different. Also looking at clinical trials over three years of uh, continuous treatment, there hasn't been a spike either, okay? Now, let's talk about other important safety information. So infections, again, can happen, some fatal, because of the immunosuppression. Sepsis is an issue. Always tell your patient to let you know about what's going on. If a patient comes in and you feel there's an issue, we can stop it. We have to discuss this with the patient. Um, now, the majority of the patients, by the way, who did develop issues were patients who were taking other immunosuppressants at the same time. Usually RA patients were also methotrexate, uh, imuran, and other things. But it is something to discuss. Um, in patients receiving TNF-alpha blocking agents, we can have opportunistic infections. We just talked about them. Uh, and also, when you look at uh, serious um, Infection with opportunistic agents, the, again, antifungal therapies and fungal infection we just discussed are very important. It's very important to remember these and talk these to the patient, especially for those of you who are in area who are endemics. Um, of course, if somebody has sepsis, don't give them embryo, okay? Uh, it increases the, um, it increases the, uh, it increases, so one of the side effects increase is that your infections as well. If somebody has to have any suspicion of any infection, don't give them a tannercept. You can wait until things get resolved. And you'll notice also, by the way, that a lot of the surgeons who don't understand much about psoriasis are worried about it, I think, by thinking this is an infection portal or, or an or infectious portal or an infection itself, and that actually might be something you have to discuss with the patient as well. Okay. How about TB rates? We all test for TB, whether it's quantifurum gold or whether it's the uh, PPD, the skin test PPD. I actually am moving towards quantifurum gold now more and more just because it got much cheaper. At one point, it was hundreds of dollars versus eight cents for the PPD. It was very difficult for me to justify. But it is easier to do. Uh, there have been cases of reactivation of TB or new TB infections with patients receiving a tannercept. Now, notice that's a lot more outside the US and Canada. Why? Because that's where it's endemic. But we had one case in 17,000 patients in the US in the clinical trials and four out of 7,000 patients outside the US uh, and Canada. Okay, now we know about its safety, we know what we have to discuss with our patients, does it work? How does it work? And 
the passing improvement with 24 weeks in the global psoriasis pivotal trial was actually very good, 66% within 12 weeks and sustained efficacy over 24 weeks, staying at 66% of PASI-75 improvement. Our patients are usually very happy with the PASI-75 improvement. And another thing that one has to think about, what happens if the patients stop the treatment? Whether you tell them to or whether they start titrating out or they stop coming back, what happens to their psoriasis? Does it um, improve? Do you get a resistance? Does it go down and without, without any hope of recovery? What was found that after 24 weeks of treatment and a withdrawal period up to five months, whether you're taking 50 biweekly or 25 biweekly, you have a very high recapture rate of your, of your PASI score, of your psoriasis control. So 91% of the initial responses was regained 12 weeks after treatment with 50 um, biweekly and 99% uh, with 25 biweekly uh, after 12 weeks of retreatment, okay? Now looking at pictures, I don't know if you can see them very well, but these are pictures of psoriasis patients. You can see neck, ear, and the ubiquitous blue underwear. And you can see how they do within 24 weeks. These are very happy patients. If you get somebody with such thick plaques uh, around the ears, by 12 weeks they're pretty happy, by 24 weeks they're very happy. And this is what we can get to our patients from a psoriasis plaque standpoint uh, with a tanercept. Any questions? Now, how long has it been around? 1993, first RA patient. This is actually its 20th year. It's a big uh, mark for them. So it's 20th year of use of etanercept. It's this drug has been around for a long time. It was approved for RA in 19, or started in RA in 1993. Where'd it go? Here we go. It was approved for RA in 1998. Uh, it was approved for uh, polyarticular juvenile idiopathic arthritis in 1999. Approved for psoriatic arthritis in 2002. 2003 was um, ankylosing spondylitis, and 2004, uh, chronic moderate severe plaque psoriasis, and we're now in 2013. So it's been around for 20 years, and it's proven multiple uh, disease processes. Now, etanercept embryo is indicated for reducing the signs and symptoms um, of psoriatic arthritis, okay? And it can be used also uh, in conjunction with methotrexate. Uh, it also as we talked about, is indicated for the reduction of the signs and symptoms of moderately to severely active polyarticular juvenile idiopathic arthritis. Um, we also talked about the use of it in um, uh, rheumatoid arthritis uh, and ankylosing spondylitis. So it's approved for many, many things, okay? With psoriasis, again, it's patients who are candidates for systemic therapy as well as phototherapy. That's why these are the same patients who we consider for um, uh, etanercept. Okay, any questions before I go to more safety? This is a safety kind of uh, warning that the patients will read. And you don't have to read all this, but discuss. We discussed this before. TB, serious infections. Legionella, by the way, and Listeria were recently added, and we have to discuss them sometimes um, with the patient. Just be careful with the protonistic pathogens, with the food. Um, but pay attention to opportunistic fungal infections, depending where you are in the, um, uh, in the country. It makes a big difference. Okay, any questions? So we talked about this before. This is in the PI. So remember, this is what your patients are gonna read. Again, they're gonna read about the lymphomas we talked about. They're gonna read about um, the cases of lymphomas in RA as well in, um, uh, in other disease entities. They will have, by the way, psoriasis, remember that, psoriasis patients have access to a lot of patient support groups. 
The National Trust Foundation is, is also very, very active. And, and they get into forums where they'll read or they'll discuss things. So it's always good to discuss them up front with them. And it's, always, and it's actually the right thing to do. So talk about all these. Don't be afraid of it. Have them make an informed decision. Lymphomas in RA is, do increase. They also increase the rheumatoid arthritis patients anyway, with or without a tandercept. But discuss it with them as a risk. So they're reassured up front. And you tell them what the risk factor is for them before somebody else discusses it with them. Um, now, acute and chronic leukemia have been uh, reported in, with TNF-alpha blockers in RA and in other indications. So leukemia may be higher in patients with RA anyway uh, than general population, but again, that's something that, that has come up. And an increase in melanoma and non-melanoma skin cancer is something that concerns us directly. So what does that mean for us? Remember that when you see our patients, and I see my patients regularly um, who are on biologics, uh, if they want to continue biology with me, when you see them, remember also that they're not only psoriasis patients. Um, you know, if they're a fair-skinned, sun-damaged patient, they may have skin cancer, they may have melanomas. So I make it a point to remember at least once a year to do a full skin exam on these guys, not just ask about their psoriasis and move on. Because, I mean, the psoriasis visit is already lengthy enough because we're looking at all the labs, we're asking all these questions. Don't forget the skin exam. And if you know what, if you're busy enough and you have to do it as a special visit, so be it. I usually combine one or two visits out of the year with a full skin exam and their psoriasis. If they're allergic, don't use it, okay? Immunization, if you are on a tandercept or any of the, uh, of the biologics, don't use any live immunization. Don't, leave, don't use the oral flu uh, vaccine, for example. There have been some uh, antibodies with um, uh, a tandercept. There has been lupus-like syndrome as well and autoimmune hepatitis as well. This can happen. Um, but if you stop etanoceps, usually uh, they get better, okay? Wegner's is one of those things where they tested it for Wegner's and see if it helped, and it didn't. Actually, it made it worse, so it became a contraindication for etanoceps. That's why you see it specifically for etanoceps as a contraindication. And alcoholic hepatitis is something we um, usually avoid uh, using etanoceps for. If you have to use it, be careful about it and discuss this with the patient as well. These are difficult patients. You can't put them on methotrexate either. You can't put them on a lot of any other things because of their... Uh, of their issues. Um, again, the most commonly reported adverse events in RA clinical trials were the injection site reactions. There were some infections and, and headache. Otherwise, they did pretty well. And patients can, should not be on etanercept and cyclophosphamide because of the risk of infection that could be increased quite a bit. And also hypoglycemia, I believe. Okay. Any questions? Go ahead. How often do I see, so how often do I see my psoriasis patients who are newly placed on a biologic? Um, there's no right or wrong answer. Uh, my practice see them every three months. Um, I think most of us see them every three months. Well, I do two, two things, actually. When I first put them on it, I see them a month later. And after that, if all is well, it goes every three months. Um, some of my colleagues, by the second year or third year, go out to every six months. I actually stay at every three months. And my philosophy is that if I see you at two months for an acne medication, I'm going to see you at three months for a biologic. And if that's not something my patient wants to do, it's okay. Everybody can do anything they want, but it's actually a good way to screen for patients who I don't want to see with a biologic. Go ahead. If you have someone on a biologic and they develop cancer, yes. is that reportable? If I have someone on a biologic and they develop cancer, is it reportable? Everything is reportable if you want it to be. 
Um, I mean, that's, that's really what it is. Uh, now, is it because of the biologic or not? I mean, you can bring it up and they can make, it, they can make up their mind. So if you want to be a purist about it, you say, okay, patient was on etanercept and they had lung cancer. The company will never tell you we don't want to know. Yes, you can tell them. Go ahead. I do. I do at three months. And it, uh, one month out, make sure everything is fine, then every three months. Now, there are labs I draw every three months, so how often do we draw labs? So, every, again, there's no right or wrong answer, but what I do in my practice is this. Um, I do uh, the initial uh, things that we look at. So, um, by the way, and this is not in any way condoned by Tannercept, by Amgen, this is what I do in my practice. I draw a CBC, a CMP, I do a hepatitis B and C. By the way, hepatitis B again can be reactivated, we talked about it. Hepatitis C is not a contraindication, but I would have an ID in fa um, involved as well. We draw HIV um, and TB. So TB and all the infectious diseases I draw every year. Why? Because I don't know where they've been and who they've been with over the last year. Um, CBC and a CMP we draw every three months. We draw a baseline ANA as well, and I repeat that every year. Um, and I like a baseline, the same way I like a baseline, you know, uh, for those of you who were in my melanoma lecture, to make sure that the chest x-ray at baseline was clear. I want to make sure that there isn't already a little bit of a high ANA to start with before I start on a biologic, because you don't want to have a higher ANA later on and think it's because of, a, of the biologic, which could be a very good drug for them. It's helping them quite a bit. Any other questions? Go ahead. A question about development of antibodies to biologics in general. Uh, again, this is not um, regarding Tanercept uh, particular. It's not, an, it's not off label either. But um, antibodies do develop to anything that is not naturally human. Okay. So even the one, the biologic uh, who are humanized are not really human. Humanized means you're using. So if you look at a, if you look at a um, wall, humanized means using the same bricks that you use in the wall that is your body. But these bricks can be put in different orders. So if you have a brick put in different orders, your immune system will recognize it as a foreign. It doesn't matter if you're using the same brick. Okay, so if you're using the same bricks that your immune system recognizes, that's fine, but they have to be in, a, in, a, in an order that your immune system recognizes too. So a lot of them, all of them actually develop um, antibodies. Now the question becomes, is it a, um, an antibody that uh, neutralizes or not? Neutralizing antibodies or not? And that's something where, depending on which biologic, can, can make a difference, and you see that in the efficacy rates. Okay, so to summarize, we talked about the safety data of seven psoriasis trials, uh, which included 4,000 patients. We saw that there's consistent adverse event rates through three years of treatment, over 1,100 patients in clinical trials as well. The safety data was, was actually comparable to, um, to the control groups. The efficacy through 24 weeks has been established in a World War trial. Um, nearly half saw 75% skin clearance of their moderate and severe plaque psoriasis in three months with Embril. Um, and three out of four patients had a 50% skin clearance uh, in three months. So when you look at the experience in Etanercept, you know that it's been evaluated in clinical studies over the past 20 years when you start looking at rheumatoid arthritis. It's been around the longest of all the biologists. It's been around for quite a bit of time, two decades now had 14 years of post-marketing experience, so after the approval rate, that's still 14 years of much higher uh, volume of use, and has been indicated to reduce the signs and symptoms, including major clinical responses, inhibiting the progression and structural damage, and <laughs> physical function in patients with moderate to severe active rheumatoid arthritis. That's really what it started with, and psoriatic arthritis 
um, as well as all the others we talked about uh, followed later. Um, we had nine years of post-marketing with psoriasis. Now, why do they call it PSO, the big O? Beats me, but that's what nomenclature is. So PSO, by the way, is psoriasis. PSA is um, psoriatic arthritis. So nine years of post-marketing since 2004 with PSL, with, with psoriasis itself, and we've been using it very successfully since. So we have plenty of time. Any questions that you have, I'm happy to answer. They're on label. Go ahead. By varicella, you mean the zoster? Yes. Do I provide any infection? Honestly, actually, I don't because I don't use it, therefore I don't know much about it, I haven't been up to date with it. What I tell them is that do not use anything that's a live vaccine. Now the zoster vaccine is not a live, I don't believe it's a live one. Is it? Is it a live attenuated one? So that's the instruction that I give them. And they talk to their primary care. So we get this call all the time. We get this usually when you have somebody with shingles, should I get the shingles vaccine? And my talk is, well, you kind of give yourself a booster right now, so it might not be the most uh, appropriate moment, but the truth is, any of you guys give it? in the office? Okay. I don't think you do? Good. Um, we don't, and actually the first one I've ever heard of in Durham who does it. Yeah. It's expensive to keep. It's very expensive to keep. And I don't give it, I don't keep up on it, and therefore I just tell them, don't do anything that's live vaccine, tell your primary care that before you do it. So probably would not do it then. You first, and go ahead. So if somebody takes, again, this is, uh, it's, there hasn't been any studies about this. In my practice, I haven't waited a month, but it could be, but there's really nothing that tells me that. Go ahead. Again, no uh, guidelines. So if somebody has the flu while they're on Tanercept, how long do we stop it or do we stop it? No guidelines, it all depends on the patient. I have no problem discontinuing etanercept for several weeks. And actually the fact that the recapture rate is so good makes me comfortable with that. So I tell them, you know what, stop it. And, and then see what happens. Let's talk again in about a couple of weeks and then see from there. And it all depends where we go from there. Go ahead. Yes. Unless you want to give them INH, you send them to ID. Anybody who has a reactivation or a positive PPD that happened while they're, they're treated or you discover up front, um, in my practice, I'm doing infectious disease and wait for the infectious disease to give me the clearance. And that could be anywhere from a month into treatment to complete treatment. I'll let them make that call. Yeah. This would be off-label, no, no direct studies with the Tanner's and cardiovascular disease have been published yet. Go ahead. If, if I have a patient with what, pardon me? Active mono. So I have a patient with active mono, what do I do? Um, yeah, I never was faced with that. I would wait till everything is gone. And I'd have, again, I don't treat mono, so I'd have their primary care physician or pediatrician, well, actually primary care physician, we're talking about adults. Primary care physicians deal with it. You always think of mono and college for some reason. Go ahead. Okay. So the question is, you mean rheumatology referral? So I'm going to talk about my feelings on psoriatic arthritis. Uh, and that is indicated, uh, embryology is indicated for treatment of psoriatic arthritis. In a nutshell, I think that we are 
the primary, actually, the primary um, specialty that is play, well-placed to actually diagnose it first. So we should go after it aggressively. We should discuss this with our patient aggressively, and this is my opinion. Uh, and really, you ask them just a few questions. If somebody has psoriasis, you ask them, have you had, um, do you have problems waking up in the morning? Do you, meaning getting up in the morning? Do you have stiffness in the morning? And they'll all say no, by the way, until you describe them a little bit more. Or they'll say, yeah, like everybody else. Well, now I would say if you're a 30-year-old um, adult, you're not supposed to be stiff in the morning, not on a regular basis. So, you know, if you have a suspicion of psoriatic arthritis, that needs to be brought up. And then you can look at different things. We see it first. The majority of patients with psoriatic arthritis have psoriasis first. We see them in our office first. And we can make a big difference with using a TNF-alpha inhibitor in the progression of their disease. So do I refer them to rheumatology automatically? Yes and no. I, do, I no longer refer them to rheumatology to make the diagnosis because I've been surprised with how they do it. Um, it does affect my treatment modality um, because that increases things. So if somebody, um, if somebody has psoriasis and psoriatic arthritis, I think about things a little bit differently. And I do send them, but usually after I've already made, or at least discussed very heavily the diagnosis with them. Go ahead. It's not an off-label question. It's, so the question was, if somebody has psoriasis on a, and on a tanner, so it's on embryo, would it prevent psoriatic arthritis? It's not off-label. It hasn't been studied. So I, I don't know. I don't think we have anything to prevent psoriatic arthritis. We have some things to make it better, and we have some things to, um, we can prevent the bone loss with NTNF alphas. Um, but prevent it from occurring, I don't think that's ever been studied. Go ahead. Use of methotrexate with embryo. Um, this has been studied in post-marketing um, uh, post data. We do use it in combination sometimes. Um, what the dosage is becomes someone's titration, see how they do it. So sometimes I do have uh, patients who I put on methotrexate as well. In general, uh, methotrexate, I'm comfortable to get up to 25 milligrams, and then I start worrying, in general, as a whole. Go ahead. Per week. Are you sure? Go, go ahead. I never know. You know, so how do I decide which biologic um, I put my patients on? And remember, this is a, a uh, sponsored by Amgen. But that, that, that being said, you know, they all, have, um, they all have their characteristics. I think the patient has to help us with the decision. Um, there are, you know, etanercept has been around for a long time. Um, they have different dosing schedules. So I bring all that up to my patients, and I let them help me with the decision. Okay. Thank you so much.